Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, got Adam. Who Adam's had a sweet week off with that sweet, sweet COVID, the Ronas. Uh, yeah, yeah, not too sweet. Not too much fun. Wouldn't recommend, but... How many times did yeah. you watch The Batman this week? Uh, once. <laughs> once. <laughs> Showed my girlfriend it for the first time, so... Yeah, I was surprised to get it so early on streaming here in Canada. Yeah. Uh, she liked it, yeah. She, she thought it was pretty good. Nice. Uh, she's she's not like a you know a big superhero fan, so she doesn't see a lot of those kind of movies. But uh, yeah, she liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, and finally, I I just tested negative the other day, so it seems I'm about through it. But uh, yeah, there's it's still out there, it's still going around, people. So wash your hands and be careful. Yeah, don't go making out with strangers. Well, probably shouldn't no. be doing that anyways, but especially now. Also with us, as always, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good. Very excited to officially be on my summer vacation. Very happy, very pleased. Any big plans? Um, not really. I might go to the UK for my brother's graduation, but then that's about it, I think. Nice. Uh, And then also with us, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? Top notch. How you live and how you feel. Uh, you know, just I don't have anything that's particularly exciting in my world. Just happy to be here. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just like you know what? Just I showed up. This is this is the, the cap. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is where we're showing up. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then we have our movie club this week, The Fifth Element, which should be exciting to talk about. But. That's not the biggest thing this week. The biggest thing this week was that the Thor Love and Thunders trailer dropped. And say what you will about it. It was a very, like, nothing trailer. It was pretty much Thor just being like, I don't want to be a hero anymore. Which is like Superman 2 all over again. But (laughs) uh, the big thing was, hey, there's Natalie Portman. And she's Thor now, too. So that's the thing. What do you all think of the trailer? Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of what you said, a fairly underwhelming trailer. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why they held off so long on, on releasing it, but uh, 
Yeah, it was fine. It was cool. I liked, you know, it was cool to see Natalie Portman at the end. I, I liked how her, like, her helmet looked and everything. Uh, I don't know. I guess we saw a quick shot of Zeus, which I think is played by Russell Crowe, apparently. Uh, I, I didn't really like the look of the lightning bolt, though. It, it looked just kind of like this flimsy, like, plastic thing. And I don't know. I'm like, maybe they're going to play it more like a, like a joke. Like he's a jokey kind of Zeus. or mm. I don't know. Give, uh, yeah. give us live action Hercules, Disney. Do it, cowards. Yeah, like I think they <laughs> actually might be going there, but it's Hercules. I think Hercules is like a Marvel character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see what like Christian Bale looks like, though. We didn't didn't see any of him. Well, there was like <laughs> that Funko Pop that came out. He was all like pale and scarred. So yeah, I imagine he'll be pale and scarred in the movie too. But I don't know. I'm like, eh. This isn't, like, I don't know why they held on to this trailer for so long. Like, I was expecting some big, like, Toby Andrew reveal. And then they were like, <laughs> Jay Foster's in it. And I'm like, yeah, we kind of knew that. But okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why they waited so long. They, and they didn't tell us anything. Like, Natalie was announced, like, for, like, two years ago. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we didn't. Not that you want to spoil everything, but I, I, this trailer didn't make me any more or less excited about the movie. And the first two Thors, in my opinion, are among the worst Marvel Disney put out. Marvel slash Disney. So, yeah, I, they Ragnarok was a, a gift from the gods, but you, you guys got work to do to build my trust. Yeah. Some people say Thor the Dark World was like decent. I'm like, no. Did we watch the same movie? Because it wasn't. It was not Worse good. than the first one. Yeah. To me. Yeah, yeah. arguably. Yeah. Uh, no. I. Yeah. It's always interesting when people are like, well, you know, everyone likes Ragnarok, but what about Dark World? That was pretty good. I'm like, nah, nah. No. Sorry. No. Um, you, you know what really bugs me, though? Which I just, I, I like, I wish he still had the eye patch. Like, mm, like yes. o- Odin's eye patch from Ragnarok. I don't know why they <clears throat> they went back on that. I'm like, that was so badass. Why well, why does he have a googly eye that a raccoon pulled out of his asshole? Like, <laughs> give him Odin's eye patch. <laughs> I just don't understand what they're doing with the Thor character because, like, yeah, they took out his eye and then they killed his whole family. Then they made him fat. And now he's all of a sudden buff, and he's got an eyeball again. And I'm like, did like nothing that happened in the last like four movies he was in matter? Like, I'm just yeah. confused. <laughs> like, I know oh. they, there was a scene with him like whipping those chains around. That was supposed to imply, I guess, he was losing the belly fat. But still, I was like, I don't know. Part of me was thinking, could we not just stick with that fat Thor? Like, I was kind of enjoying that. I was, I was, I was digging that they were just like, yeah, we're just gonna stick with him being fat this entire movie. Like, they should have just kept that, but he does look pretty cool with his, like, white wife beater and red leather yeah. jacket, so it's all right, I guess. We got man bun Thor now. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of, part of me is like, uh, I don't know if the plot's going to be the greatest in this because, like, it very clearly is borrowing from Superman 2 and all that, where it's like, I don't want to be a hero. I'm, I'm not going to be Thor anymore. And then... Gore is going to come along, kill some people, and he's going to be like, I guess I'm going to have to be a hero again. And that's that's going to be the plot of this movie. And I'm like, 
Hopefully you can do something more to surprise me, but so far, this seems pretty eh to me. But we'll see how it goes. Um, Werewolf by Night, which is the Marvel <laughs> Halloween special, which still sounds weird to say, uh, has cast Lord Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. So that's a character name. I don't know anything about Elsa Bloodstone, but apparently it's a pretty big Marvel character. So, cool beans. I'm a, I'm a little more skeptical now of bringing in sort of classic monster characters after Morbius, you know, into the MCU. Uh, Are you saying that, that vampires did not and instill any confidence <laughs> in you at all? No, like, we're going to have, like, Frankenstein, too, and... I don't know. Like, I guess we kind of have the mummy with Moon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked up Elsa Bloodstone, and the first image that popped up was not Elsa Bloodstone, but a character doing or a person doing cosplay as the character. So I don't know what that that says, but anyways, yeah. Elsa Bloodstone coming to the Marvel universe. If you're excited for that. Tell me why you should be excited, because I have no clue why. But, cool. Uh, Star Wars Andor will reportedly start shooting in the iconic Elstree Studios later this year. Maybe report, or it's been reported that there may be two seasons filming back-to-back -back because the shoot period was listed as 18 months, which is quite a bit Ooh. long, especially for a TV series. So, yeah, it's like... What are you doing that's taking you 18 months to film? So, some people have speculated that they're filming seasons 2 and 3 back-to-back. -back. Uh, Disney has debunked this, but I'm also like, eh, would they even confirm it if it was true? Like, they're probably going to debunk it either way. But, man, hopefully you all like Andor, because you're apparently getting a ton of it. Yeah, they must be pretty confident in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, you guys, they all seem pretty confident their Disney shows or their Star Wars shows, and then like some of them are okay, and then the rest are all like Book of Boba Fett, where they're just like not great. So we'll see. I, I don't even care about Rogue One. Like, I know some people like Rogue One. Even James Gunn was like, this is the best Star Wars movie ever. And I'm like, please, no. Um, but yeah, that's. <sighs> Well, let's, I'm like, you know what? Wait till the first season comes out, then we'll talk. If it's good. Speaking of, uh, apparently we're go there's going to be an appearance from Emperor Palpatine's Imperial Royal Guards. I'm sure those are like guards with the red outfits. Apparently they're going to be making an appearance. So. I like that we're getting cameo appearances from characters that stand there and don't say anything yeah <laughs> well, that's how they do they do it now right they're like you know what we got to really flesh out this character that said like one line in the original series or something so all right uh <laughs> this one maybe this is uh, sh file this under the most shocking news of the week but johnny depp is never going to return to the pirates of the caribbean franchise so Pour one out for Jack Sparrow. Uh, 
not that surprising considering the state of Johnny Depp's career right now, but uh, him and Amber Heard are like in their legal battles right now. And like one of the opening arguments, Johnny Depp was like, I'm never going to be in Pirates of the Caribbean again. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's good. I don't know if they were going to have you back to be honest, but cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they should make another Pirates of the Caribbean movie ever again. <laughs> wow, ever. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd be fine. I, I, I mean, like, like Johnny Depp was those movies, so I, uh, I mean, that was it was fun for when it, we had it, and let's let's move on. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying they should, but like, I could see you put Robert Downey Jr. in pirate garb and be like, "Here's a new pirate uh. movie." Oh, no. No. I mean, I could see them doing that, yes. I'm not saying I would like it, but I could totally see them just being like, RDJ, here's a million dollars for you to make fart jokes and pirate jokes for an hour and a half, and, like, that's your new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, Also, it's Disney, and they never let their franchises fully die off, so. So, The money makers. Yeah. By the way, I think I hear Lee chuckling, so he's joined us. What's up, Lee? Oh, not much. Oh, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sneaking in. Just a ghost appears. Sliding into the DMs. Um, yeah, Lee, are you shocked that Johnny Depp's not going to return for Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, I don't really know like what the state of that franchise was anyway. I mean, I feel like it's kind of run its course any, like as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I'm not too surprised. I, I have a feeling, like, uh, was it Disney? They'll probably see how this whole, like, situation with him and, and Amber Heard turns out and, like, before they start, like, casting him again for stuff. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, on to shittier news. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has been moved to t- summer 2023. Was supposed what? to be this year. No. Yep. It's like a full year, baby. What the hell, Sony? And uh, part two got moved to 2024, so it just got bumped up an entire year. But you know what? what? It's not all bad because you're getting Mad Web on July 7th, 2023, baby. Get hyped for a movie that nobody seems that excited for. Yay. I'm sure they'll, they'll get more excited as it gets closer. Yeah. Why would part two be coming out a full year later? Because I, I imagine they're probably making them just all at once. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there is the whole, like, you know, Sony's got release schedules and other movies and stuff, so they probably are just bumping it there. Also, too, I like hate to say this, too, but summer is, like, a great time to put out movies. So if they put out part one, that does pretty well over one summer, and then you put out part two in the next summer that presumably would also crush pretty well as well. But if you put them both in the same summer or a different time of the year, they might not perform as well. So maybe that's it. I don't know. It sucks though. Cause I'm like, I was actually looking forward to that movie and now we got to wait longer. Who knows? Maybe COVID will take us all out by then. We won't even get a chance to see it, but who knows? Um, Oh, Everyone's favorite on this podcast, Ezra Miller. You know what? That boy's up to his own shenanigans <laughs> again. <laughs> What's that little scoundrel up to this week? Well, he got arrested again, and apparently Warner Brothers isn't too concerned about it, which I find hilarious because 
they should be. I don't know, like, the dude seems to be just spirally downhill so fast that they're just like, eh. But I, I think that they're doing this to save face publicly, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the, at least Warner Brothers stops offering him roles. Because, I mean, he's been doing a lot with them. He's got The Flash. He was in the Fantastic Beast movies. Like, I imagine they might just start being like, eh, ex-nay aren't giving him the offers anymore. Like, I think they killed off his character in Fantastic Beast, and then who knows what will happen to him in The Flash. Maybe he'll go into a portal and come out, and he'll be Grant Gustin or something. Who knows what happened in that <laughs> movie. But, yeah. Oh, Ezra. It, but it is, on a serious note, like, it is kind of, like, troubling to see that this guy's just having this downward spiral, and it's just like, dude, somebody do something. It's not going to be me, but somebody's got to do something about him. Like, just, I don't know. Someone, someone's got to be like, just don't don't go out in public, like, until... Or like, just be like, do you need to go to rehab? Because probably, I don't know, maybe he's on something. Probably. But, yeah. Oh. You know what? You cast him in the Minecraft movie, but as a creeper. Get it? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Jason Momoa is starring in the Minecraft movie for Warner Brothers. Is he going to play Steve? Is that what he's doing? I just can't I can't picture it. Like, is he going to have a giant square head and just with, like, Jason Momoa's face? Yeah, but not CGI. <laughs> like, just live action but you make his face square i think that's what you, that's the only way you so it, it's gonna be live action eh? it's not it's not like animated yeah I, I, I don't know. actually they didn't mention but i want it to be live action but probably it'll be cg probably yeah yeah i gotta imagine he's doing like the voice of a character but give me live action Jason Momoa just taking an axe to a rock wall for like two hours. Or just, just punching it with his fists before he has any tools. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I'm just like, what is there in the Minecraft universe that justifies making a movie? Like, Great question. Don't, don't you literally just collect blocks and build things with those blocks like i don't know i guess there was the lego movie but still i kind of doubt that it would be the lego movie like in terms of like reverence and just kind of like humor but hmm. they, just, they just want for that minecraft money let's be real um ooh, doom part two set to begin shooting on july 18th Florence Pugh and Austin Butler officially join as Princess Arulian and Fade Rutha. So, there you go. Yay. Dune Part 2. Dune Harder. Can you Dune? I think these castings were both rumored well beforehand, so I don't think it's like that surprising. Uh, plus, Austin Butler's got that Elvis movie coming up, so... Mm. They're probably banking looks on the, decent yeah i think they're probably banking on that being a huge hit which i don't know probably will be it's probably gonna make all the boomers mad oh, oh maybe if 
they don't hero worship him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if they actually do his story, yeah. I hate to tell you, the boomers Lee, but if you've logged into Facebook lately, you'll know that the boomers are always mad. Nothing makes them happy anymore. That's, that's true. Well, I didn't have super high hopes because when, uh, like in the preview, like Martin Luther King gets shot and Tom Hanks is like, on with the show. <laughs> and then Elvis is like, no, this matters to everyone. And I'm like, all right, well. I'm not saying he did or he didn't say that. It just gives me pause tonally. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> let's just say I'm not getting walk the line vibes from this. It's Ugh, so it's, good. Yeah. It's almost like uh that Dewey Cox movie. But if someone tried Walk to make hard. it Yeah. It's like if someone Except for that was a good except for that was a good movie. <laughs> it, but it's like almost like somebody's making that movie but they're ma- trying to make it seriously. That's mm-hmm. the vibes I get from Elvis. Did, did people like Walk Hard? I don't want to like distract, but like I really liked it, but I don't remember it doing very well critically, but maybe I'm misremembering. I don't think it did either, but I think it's got like a second kind of like a renaissance a bit. Yeah. Oh. It's like a cult figure, okay. basically. Like I don't know. I think people enjoy that movie, but also when it came out, I'm pretty sure most people didn't know what to make, but they're probably like, is Dewey Cox a real person? What? But yeah. So Dune part two, Dune harder coming. I don't know. Sometime. Sometime. <laughs> sometime. It's coming eventually. Um, Vin they got to wrangle up all the sandworms first. Yeah. Well, they're actually real sandworms. Like, they actually have to go to the desert, lay out some bait, and catch them. But that's fun little behind-the-scenes tidbit for Dune. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel shared the image of the logo for... Now, you would have thought they would have called it Fast 10, but no, it's Vin Diesel. He's got to call it Fast X. And the X oh, looks Jesus. like it's from the X-Men movies, and it's it fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> And he just put in the caption day one. So, you know what? We're getting Fast 10, Fast X. It sounds cooler when you say Fast X, let's be real. Um, but will the movie be cool? Probably not. I make money. We know that. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking they could have, like, two more Xs show up. And then it would be, like, Fast and Furious crossover where Vin crossover. Diesel meets himself in the, in the triple X universe. Well, they gotta save like that. For, they gotta save that for Fast Thirty. You can't like just blow your load now and just do it now because that wouldn't make sense when Fast Thirty rolls around. You can't just be like, uh, gotta save your your Fast Triple X for whenever Fast Thirty comes out and it's like Vin Diesel in a wheelchair and he's like, family is everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the race. Is them racing to like the <laughs> the old folks home the chow line. Yeah, he's like he's in a wheelchair, but his wheelchair has got like nitrous in it. He's like, let's go, we gotta go save the fam. Fam lose everything. They're at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, final bit of news: John Wick creator Derek Kolstad is reportedly writing the script for a movie based on the video game Streets of Rage, which is fantastic. I hope. This movie is not terrible because the plot of Streets of Rage is pretty fucking stupid. Um, yeah. It's basically like a bunch of police vigilantes and like there's a corrupt mayor and it sounds like a 90s movie basically. Like it came out in the 90s. I don't know. 
I, I hope it's not terrible. Anyway, I, I wonder if because it's a side scroller, maybe they could get some cool kind of like, like those kind of like old boy type shots of them just you know where the cameras. It's like it's like a side scrolling kind of thing, and he's like beating his way through a hallway or whatever. Oh, like, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have it where they beat a room and it waits like a couple seconds and then there's an arrow like, go to the next area. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is, this seems like a terrible idea, but also it's the guy that made John Wick. So the action will be great. So let's see. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and then we're going to review some movies, some good, some bad. And then there's Ozarks season four, part two. So back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon prime. Amazon prime's got amazing content such as the boys, the expanse, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30 day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you'll want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. And we're back. Cool. You know what? Executive decision. We're going to talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent first. Because I didn't think it was going to be as good as the bad guys. But I was wrong. The bad guys is not as great. So let's talk about unbearable weight of massive talent. I've seen it. Spark's seen it. Kate's seen it. What did everyone think of the unbearable weight of Master Talent? I didn't think it was going to be that funny. And, like, when I was watching it, everybody was laughing, like, all the time. Like, every every time Nick Cage did something, they were laughing. Yes. And I, I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very fun. I thought it was... I thought it provided, like... A satirical take on an actor who is like kind of struggling but like still has pride in what they did before mm-hmm. so i liked it it was fun i'm glad i watched it there's a lot of surprises with this movie like i was surprised at how meta it got at a few points uh like Obviously, it's a movie about Nick Cage, and Nick Cage is playing himself, but there's just certain moments where I was like, oh, you're just full-blown, like, just committing to this being, like, this <laughs> meta-satirical thing. And it gets even to the point where Nick Cage makes out with an earlier version of himself, and you're uh, like... That, I did not understand. That was quite weird. Well, I think it's, like, he loves himself that much that he would do that, but, yeah. I... I honestly really like the transitions in the film. Mm. And I like how you never know, like, like you find you don't know when the transition happened between, like, the film and then it actually happening. And then at the end, they're like, yeah. Yeah. This is, that was fun. Spark, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I was also surprised. I saw the preview and I was like, eh, it's going to be kind of dumb. Um, and then it it wasn't. Um, uh, yeah, you guys covered it. I mean, Nick 
kind of being in on the joke of himself while also making arguments against those jokes. But like, it didn't sound like preacher, like feel bad for me. It was just kind of more like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and yes, like it, it was shockingly funny. It didn't even read to me like that much of a comedy in the preview. And then it was very funny. Yeah, It was so it. funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, yeah, I got nothing. I have, I mean, you know, no movies. I, okay, well, we'll get to, I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone shower with praise first before I get into that. Um, yeah, there was, my main complaint about this movie, and it's going to seem like a petty complaint, but it seems like this was a movie written by, like, film Twitter slash Reddit. Like, it just seemed a little too clever for its own good at times, but also as somebody who kind of, like very sort of like I watch like around 400 movies a year. So like, I think those jokes landed with me. I wonder how for some people who are not in on that, it might be a little bit much. Like they make a ton of references to Paddington too. And I'm like, if someone's never watched Paddington too, that might just be lost on you. You know what I mean? Um, so there's stuff like that where I was like a little bit like, Hmm, I wonder, I thought at times that maybe it was a little too aggressive in doing stuff like that, but I'm sure for some people they'll be like, no, this was actually just the right amount of that kind of stuff for me. Um, yeah, I mean, my fiance who I saw it with was like, what's the deal with this Paddington 2? And I said, it's kind of like an internet thing because it's like one of the highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. So like that's like, they're like in on the bit, that's in on the bit. And she was like, is it good? And I was like, the internet doesn't care. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter if it's good. Like. But anyway, so she didn't get that. She still thought it was funny, but she was like, this is weird versus like, I know why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I really liked Paddington too. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie, but it's I don't know that it deserves <laughs> the uh, praise. But I only saw it once. So I don't, you know, I don't know. It's Again, not like I'm... It, it's just like, it's the kind of reference where I'm like, I I think like I, okay cool that they did it but I'm also like again like it's a it reads a little bit like some dude on Twitter who's like really into cinema you know like would write jokes like that I don't know I I still really love the movie but I'm also like oh dudes you went a little too you went a little too hard with that at points there was a lot of references to Nick Cage movies too and like again those are probably gonna land for most people but there are some that were just like huh, this reads is something like a film student would think was hilarious. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I've, my only criti- I felt like the CIA portion of this was a little weak, like either give me more of Tiffany and Ike or less, but that, like, the, the not the CIA portion, but the agents themselves, that those roles felt kind of wasted, Mm-hmm. But people may not agree with me on that. I don't, and I also don't think it's a it's a major critique. I loved the movie, but yeah, that they felt kind of out of place. Yeah, it also felt like it was there to sort of move the plot along, but also like that seemed like th- their entire purpose was just there to be like, well, we somehow need to like lead up to this big action finale, and how else are you going to do that unless you have this whole CIA subplot and the kidnap daughter or whatever i will say this though like nick cage is obviously great in this 
Uh, but Pedro Pascal was also really funny too. And this is probably one of my favorite performances by him. Yes. Like I really only know him from Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, it's hard to it's hard to compare those two roles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what else is he, he was in Mandalorian and stuff too? But like I don't know. For me, um, like this was the big thing that I was like, okay, he's really he's really good in this. And like he, it wasn't just that he was funny because he was hilarious, but also too like he had like a genuine connection with Nick Cage in this. Like I actually bought that they were BFFs. Wouldn't surprise me if they're BFFs now in real life, but um, same. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. The I'm ser- I haven't looked this up, but I was wondering if the person that plays Nick Cage's daughter in this was his actual daughter, because I thought that would have been great. But I don't know if he if he a has a daughter and b if that was his daughter. But I don't know. I, I was kind of wondering that. I'm like, oh, could this be Nick Cage's actual daughter playing his daughter? But probably not. Um, cool. Uh, I think what's everyone thinking for a score for this movie? Nine for me. Yeah, same. Nine. I'm gonna go a bit lower. I'm gonna go with an eight, but it's still, I mean, go watch this movie. It's, <laughs> it's one of the better movies this year by a long shot. Oh, by a long shot. <laughs> I mean, Jackass might be uh, Jackass, <laughs> Batman. I mean, it, it isn't a lot of grades so far. Yeah, it's got decent company. Okay. Uh, next up is The Bad Guys, which uh, uh, I was actually kind of looking forward to this. It looked kind of funny and cute. And uh, the opening sequence to this movie looked really good. Like, there was some really good solid action. Uh, how they kind of animated everything felt really cool and solid. The voice acting seemed great. You had Mark Marin and um, uh, what was the guy's name? Sam something. Or other. Um, yeah. So there was a good cast, and then it just all fell apart after that opening sequence, uh, for me at least. I know some people will probably disagree, but like I just I got so bored with the game after or with the movie after its uh, just initial little sequence there. Uh, I think too it just doesn't really help that like the plot never really is that surprising. I mean, uh, the basic gist of the plot, at least like in terms of the the core storyline, is that they're trying to basically uh, steal this award. Uh, and they get caught and then they have to like try to become good guys and they they keep failing despite some relative good intentions it it didn't really feel like the plot was really doing much or going anywhere at times in fact like most of the time felt like it was just kind of sputtering in one place uh so yeah i mean i wasn't overly impressed by this and even by time the movie end i just kind of thought to myself like a, this movie didn't need to be this long, and B, I even was starting to question whether this movie even needed to exist. I'm like, what was this movie really trying to do? It just seems like it was really just there for the studio to make money off of the little kid market because, you know, I'm sure kids will want to see this and drag their parents to it, but, yeah. 
uh, boring, dull, uninspired is probably the three best words you use to describe this. Uh, I'm going to give this 5 out of 10. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have some kids in your life that you want to take this to. I, otherwise, I would say probably just skip this. All right, Adam. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Because we're going to spoil. Not, no, I'm kidding. We're not going to spoil. We're going to discuss uh, Ozark Season 4 Part 2. The finales of Ozarks. This is it for the Ozarks. They're done. No more Ozarks. Everyone... We actually burned them down. Yeah. Everyone everyone gets away Scott clean. I'm kidding. No. We're not spoiling the ending. We're A, not allowed to, and B, I think you should probably just go in blind on this. But <sighs> what a way to end the series. Adam, were you satisfied with the ending first and foremost? Yeah, what a ride. Um, I, I mean, the whole part two season I was really satisfied with. I, I, I think it's really some of the best television, if not the best television on right now. Um, the acting, the writing, the suspense. Like, I, there's so many times where I genuinely don't know what the heck's going to happen next. Um, and the finale, I, I, I wrestled with it. Um, I think I've accepted it. Um, because honestly, I'm thinking, like, from the things that are set in motion from the beginning of the show, I, I, I can't see, can't really think of any other way that it would happen. And, and like everything makes sense, everything that the characters do. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's not a cliche ending by any means. It is it's pretty bold. Um, and I I gotta give it to him. I I respect it. It's uh, yeah, it's a hell of a show. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed by the ending. Uh, and without getting into any spoilers, uh, I kind of felt like there could have been more repercussions for everything. Like it felt a little too neat for me. <clears throat> mm hmm. Yeah, it, it was like in that last episode when everything's kind of getting tied up in a nice bow. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few points where you think that bow is going to unravel doesn't um yeah and, like, it does and it doesn't so yeah like yeah. it does feel like there is a little bit of i mean there is some repercussions for the actions over the course of the entire show but it also felt like to me like there was a few moments where it teased that there was going to be more to it and then there wasn't i think that was what was so disappointing for me like i kind of expected that like for everything that's gone on that there would be some more repercussions and really it wasn't as it was like as if most of what happened with the show didn't really impact the ending that much so i was kind of left thinking what was the show all about if it wasn't to like set up these things that these characters have done that are just awful things if you don't have some level of repercussions for their actions so i don't know it Probably. I mean, discussion. The thing, what's it? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say too much because we can't really say anything. But yeah, like I, I think it's about. It was about the family, <clears throat> you know, and it was kind of about 
them like at whatever cost they're gonna keep the family together you know no matter who gets hurt or or or, and that's kind of been through the whole show and even their own family like with with ben the brother you know in the previous season like when he was willing to just fucking kill him for the sake of the family um yeah and that kind of holds true near the end and it it almost goes to a breaking point but yeah it's like and it's not really right you know maybe i don't know there's a lot of like moral ambiguity but uh maybe not like a i don't know i don't know i can't say too much but uh i don't know you'll you'll have to see for yourself whether or not you know justice is served so yeah i don't know i i think for me score wise like i actually thought the season was actually stronger than last the well the first part of season four and then by the time it got to the finale, the ending kind of like knocked it down to an eight and a half out of ten for me. But mm. it, I mean, it's still good. It's just yeah, I there was a really funny scene because part of my major complaint with the show is it's just, it's just totally deprived of any humor or brevity at all. It's just all serious all the time. And there was like one like line of dialogue where the person's like, "You're a total humorless bitch," and I just laughed. I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> the entire yeah, show is a humorless bitch." <laughs> I loved it. I was like. Yeah, you're gonna hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the lack of humor doesn't bother me as much. Like, I don't think every every show needs to be funny, but it's, I I like the suspense. It's, it's uh, it keeps me. I I mean, I was genuinely like sweating actually during that finale too. I was like, mm. I was like, oh my, like I was I was getting stressed. Like, but I kind of like that. It's kind of like you're just going for the ride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I like that this season too. It starts off; it really starts off just hitting the ground running. Like yeah. things happen a lot sooner than I than I was expecting them to, and it, and then it just keeps going from there. Yeah, um, which I loved. Um, yeah, so for me, I I think I, I I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Um, a bit higher than you, but I I, I I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Probably one of the best Netflix series, you know, up there with like House of Cards or Squid Game or, or all that. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. What's the the guy that works is at the uh, oh Tuck? Give me a Tuck spinoff. I want that. Oh, the the hotel manager guy. Yeah. Just give a me little a simple life, guy. A life <laughs> in the day of Tuck. He was such a simple man. And he had yeah, it's so assort- innocent. He had an assortment of hats. Give me the tuck spinoff. That's what we need. Ooh, I know. You do tuck and Jonah, and it's like uh, they're living together, and it's like odd couple, but it's tuck and Jonah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, well, that's it for reviews. We're gonna come back and recap both moon knight episode four and halo episode five and then we've got our movie club this week which is the fifth element all right hey spark have you listened to the newest album by smash mouth no i haven't gotten my copy yet oh man it's the bomb oh i heard they were gonna use this for that new movie with mike myers shrek it's okay i mean it's no walking on the sun though Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of Streaming Zero. 
What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creamreverts so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's uh, talk about. Well, let's talk about Moon Knight episode four. Uh, the Moon Knights are getting a little crazier now because. This is something I've been sitting on since I saw the screeners way back when. Um, but the ending of episode four where you find out that uh, he's in a mental hospital. So what happened? What didn't happen? I don't know. I'm throwing it all to you. What do you guys think? I didn't love that. Um, I will hold my concerns until the next episode. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a big, uh, that was a big pothole on, on a street that I so far had felt was pretty smooth and enjoyable driving down. Yeah. I was kind of wondering how people were going to take this twist because it does kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily makes everything that's happened invalid, but it certainly seems like it maybe makes you question what's really been happening this entire time. We're uh, we're talking about the big mind fuck at the end of episode four. Yeah. Where yeah. We, where we see, uh, well, presumably Mark uh, in the psych ward, along with yeah. um, all the other characters we've met. Yeah, I don't know what's real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if this is like some kind of like purgatory type heaven type thing, or if this is like, or if this is real. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, or, or like, maybe it's uh, playing tricks on him. Yeah. Well, also, too, like you had Mark and Steven kind of side by side. So. Yeah, it looked like they had separated their personalities. Mm -hmm. like into like two different like rooms like almost like it's some kind of like mental prison that they're in yeah um and then i don't know when that hippo shows up i'm just like what is even going on now yeah i was, <laughs> I was checking my drink to see if there's some acid in there because i'm like there's nothing else that explains why there's a giant hippo showing up in the show but <laughs> oh my gosh Lee, did you watch the episode? 
No, I'll be honest. It, I think I mentioned it uh, last week. This this show just really did not hook me at all, and I have not been interested. Uh, but I might have to check it out now that you're saying that there's a, a random giant hippo that shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like the episode itself was fine, but I think like everyone's talking about this ending, and the ending's kind of like a the uh, like I don't know. I, I'm curious where they take the show from here. If there's going to be more kind of questioning reality. Apparently this was also a monk in the comics too. Uh, so it is apparently comics accurate. So there's, there's that. So what's worse? I mean, you know how much everybody loved that ending and lost. So I understand why they... <laughs> make that decision but again you know it's it, it, it is it is halfway or whatever through the season um you know well, let's see what they do in five i think they have six in total episodes i want to say oh i thought it had seven okay i think i could be wrong i thought it was i think it's six i could be wrong though wow um, that's troublesome <laughs> so that leaves us with two episodes potentially to resolve this which is like yeah it's kind of got like that Hawkeye syndrome of just like way too much. And it's like, are you going to resolve all this in the time we have left? Probably not. Um, but I did also like that, like, aside from this big twist, like this did kind of seem a little bit like an Indiana Jones-esque adventure for a good portion of this episode leading up to that crazy-ass ending. So there was that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I will say, though, that that kiss kind of came out of nowhere for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I was like, you... where did that... You're like, telling me you didn't feel that romance building? I didn't even feel... I didn't even know he was, like, attracted to her at all. I don't, like... I did think it was funny, though, where his other personality in the mirror is like, oh, yeah, you know, you mean my wife who you're falling in love with over there? Like, like that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I don't know. That was That kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, this is never going to work, but... Also, it did kind of feel like a little bit of a case of the not case. Like, just being like, oh, this character is uh, kissing a girl. So that way you know he's not gay. But mm. it's, kind of that, it's kind of like that. It, it's kind of a trope in a lot of TVs and movies where they're just like, they throw it in with no real thought just to be like, well, this character's obviously straight. And I don't know. It felt like it, there was not anything leading up to it. So it felt like it came out of the blue for that reason. But. I could be wrong. Maybe there was some some winks and some nods or something. I don't know. I didn't really feel like I picked up on any, but um, I a little yes. I, I, there was a couple glances, um, but I mean, I certainly didn't expect them to go like I'm falling in love with her, like for what, right? But I mean, whatever, you know, it's just the straight agenda. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I think it's time to rate this episode. What are we all thinking for Moon Knight episode four? Um, I don't know, four and a half, five. Oof. Oh, that's low. <laughs> hated hated the ending. Good episode until the ending, and that it really put a sour taste in my mouth. So we'll see. Mm. What about you, Adam? Uh, 
I'll go like a seven. I think it was, I don't think it was the strongest episode that so far. Um, I, I'm kind of intrigued where the ending goes. Like, like if it is just all, like if that is reality and it, like everything we've seen thus far is just like some dream, like I'm, I'm going to be really disappointed um if they pull it i don't know i'm I'm kind of maybe i'm giving them credit to i'm hoping there's some kind of like like i don't know like some some reveal that mm. uh, yeah i don't know that makes sense of it but yeah we'll see yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll give it a seven you touch on a good point like we don't really know the extent of this twist like what what part of this is fully like I don't know, to the point where, like, what part of everything we've seen in the last, like, well, pretty much four episodes is real and what isn't? Like, that's kind of the big question, right? And I'm presuming the next episode is going to answer that, but if it doesn't, that'll just be frustrating. Could you imagine, like, yeah. the next episode is just like, oh, it's whatever you want to interpret, and it's like, no. That's not what oh, I'm watching this for. I'm watching this for answers, <laughs> not for me to interpret what you're thinking. Like, uh, that would be the most like, frustrating thing for me if they try to do that. To be honest. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, and that 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 would that would like break my score, probably. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right, Adam. Should we talk about Halos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds uh that sounds really exciting <laughs> no actually this is one of the better episodes in my uh, opinion this... at least and if anything it was uh, decent because of the solid action and then pretty much everything else about it was fucking stupid yeah yeah so i i mean i i missed last week where i guess with episode four which i i thought was actually really bad uh compared to the third one, which I thought was really good, and then four just didn't really do anything. Just mm. him walking around holding his helmet in his hand, like put on your goddamn helmet. Like, I think we've complained about this already <laughs> that like he spends more yeah. of that show outside of his helmet than he does in his helmet. Which, considering yeah. that, like, in the actual Halo games, like the Master Chief rarely, if ever, took off his helmet. They're just yeah. like, free will, and they're like, we're just gonna take yeah. Our take it off whenever we want like no that's not how it works so at least this one he's wearing it more um so we get like some kind of iron man type shots of, of him inside the helmet yeah um i don't know they're doing this thing with the other chick now who just like saw him take out his emotional regulator and now she has like pink hair and she's expressing herself um uh, but she's like a super soldier I don't know. I, I don't really know where that's going. Um, Who cares, Adam? Because the action is so cool. <laughs> Why have Okay, the, yeah, the, the action was pretty good. And, and this is like the first action sequence we, we get since the first episode. So I was I was happy to see some action. We, I, and we also we see Big Monkey Boy. Yeah. And those, those monkey creatures from Halo Infinite. Why uh, have plot when you could just have cool action... <laughs> with a dude getting needles in his chest and then exploding why do you need that was plot? cool yeah no this the this show is is incredibly stupid and whoever wrote this should never write anything ever again but the action was pretty solid 
like it actually was beyond solid at a few points like there were some good action set pieces in this where i was like okay they nail the action of the games and i I like too because he he kind of he like his emotions are just i guess like normal now so he's actually like getting angry and like beating the shit out of these (laughs) aliens like blood's going everywhere i'm like that's awesome But they, yeah, more action, less. I don't know if you're gonna do the story, do good story. It's some of the, I don't know, some of the politics they've been trying to do is just kind of like, it's like really. Yeah. Well, and then at the end, he saves the the, the evil girl. So I don't know what's up with that. Oh yeah. Oh, she's kind of put herself there. She's trying to be like an inside man. Yeah. Like a. You know what? The other thing I thought was really stupid um, was like, like apparently they don't know anything about these this alien race, and then like randomly they're like, oh wait, the soldiers. One of the soldiers like, oh yeah, they they say this whenever we kill them, and they're like, wait, oh yeah, the soldiers. Maybe they know some of the words they speak, and maybe we can figure out their language. I'm like, you you've never interviewed any of the Spartans post combat about like any of that <laughs> like in any of your research trying to figure out about this alien you've never talked to them be like hey did they say anything like Adam, do they have any you, writing or anything adam i need you to stop questioning the plot of halo okay <laughs> like just back off okay we gave you good action you don't need to question the plot just just i'll just it. enjoy I'll just action. turn my brain off and eat my gruel and i won't question anything yeah exactly <laughs> So yeah. I, I don't know. Something tells me this episode is going to be undone by the next episode. But I have a feeling, and something just tells me this is going to happen. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, she's going to betray everyone, obviously, because she's the evil covenant chick. And then they're going to be like, oh, we're so surprised. And Master Chief's going to be like, I'm not. I knew the whole time she was evil. Guaranteed. I, I kind of see a double betrayal coming. Like, I think she's going to betray them, and then she's going to get fucked over by her alien overlords, and then she's going to betray them. Because she's a human, she's going to side with the humans. There's going to be a lot of fuckery going on. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, time to put this out of its misery. Or maybe not. What are you going to give this episode a score of? Uh, I don't know. Like a five or a six? Maybe a six for the action. Uh, but the yeah. story is like a four. I'll give it a seven out of ten, if only because there was a good amount of action. Like, I think like the last like third of this episode was all just action. So, like, yeah, there was a good amount of it. It wasn't like two minutes and then we're done. There was there was a good solid amount of action. So, all right. Well, let's talk about our movie club this week, The Fifth Element. Lee, do you have like a fondness for this movie? Is this like a nostalgia pick for you? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I enjoyed this movie uh, when I was a kid, and I saw that it was coming up on its what, 25th anniversary. Yep. I was like, let's let's do it. Let's let's go a couple hundred years in the future and and fight a giant evil space thing. 
And then the whole time I'm like, what's the fifth element? And they're like, oh, it's Mila Jovovich, apparently. So. I, I mean, apparently, yeah. I didn't watch it this week because I was kind of sick. Um, but I, I have seen this movie a couple times before. Okay. Okay. Uh, same. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch it because I've, I've seen this movie 20 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it once and I'm like, I'm fine. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. No, no, no. no. It felt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go. Let's let somebody go who really likes this movie because I'm I'm not gonna like this as much. Um, I, I see. Yeah. I was gonna say, Katie, did you watch it? Oh, never mind. She's gone. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. I was taking exams, so. It seemed like it was less important to watch that. You're not wrong. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that all right. Well, that makes me sad to hear. But um yeah, I don't know. I I shoot what this movie came out in 97. Um so yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I watched it when I was a kid. I I absolutely loved it. Um, this is one of those movies that I think you, you just the world building, I guess to me, like grabs me. Um, cause it's not like there's, there's not a lot of exposition as far as like, you know, how things are, how this world is. It's people just live in it and they're like, okay, like we got to go fight the, the generic evil. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, I, I appreciate it for its simplicity. Yeah. I mean, it is a simple movie. Basically, Mia Jovovich, she's the MacGuffin of this movie. Basically. Lilo. Yeah. <laughs> she's a walking MacGuffin. I will say this. I did like Gary Oldman in this movie. Because I don't know if he was supposed to be playing a southern redneck in space, but I was I was jiving with that. Yeah. I, he, I like he's pretty much space, too. <laughs> And then whatever the fuck Chris Tucker was playing. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, I want to say originally that was supposed to be, I think, Prince, but I might be wrong on that one. I could see that. That would make a lot more sense if that was Prince. I think uh, it, I remember right, but yeah. My um, I mean, I'm I'm already mad at what Kurt said, but I <laughs> this movie is great. Um, it is. I I will hear an argument for Chris Tucker's best work. Not saying it's the best movie he was in, just saying him individually. Um, I will I will hear that argument. Um, and I mean this I had a crush on Nila when I was a kid because of this, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I've followed her career since, which you know, is a decision. But um, <laughs> she's great in this. Which like isn't saying much because she doesn't do a ton of talking, but she has to emote a whole bunch, uh, and she does it beautifully. And uh, shut up, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) This movie just seemed like kind of eh. Like I don't know. Uh, The whole time I'm like, what's going on? What's 
a plot about who are any of these characters, why do I care? But it did look good. I will say that. It was visually very epic. <sighs> that makes me sad that you didn't like this. I mean, what I about like the it. opera lady? She was great. I, I won't say that I scene hated. was dope. I won't say I hated it, but <laughs> it was like above average for me. Just, just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I think I'm more just in shock. Yeah. A, a dark cloud descends over us all. <laughs> <laughs> Such um, a fun movie. Yeah. Also, like, Bruce Willis was okay in this, but, like, I feel like I kind of prefer more, like, Die Hard with a Vengeance or something like that over this. Hmm. I mean, it's also yeah. a very different movie. Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you know... Now that now that Bruce is half in the grave and we're all looking back at his career, I'm like, yeah. is is this is this a great Bruce Willis performance? Is this as good as Pulp Fiction or Die Hard? Probably not. But it was still, it was decent, like I say. But I I don't know if I'd go as far as to like call this like one of the best movies of the '90s or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, this this movie is considered like one of the I guess a cult classic of that time. Um, I was going to say like, talking, you're talking about Bruce Willis, his performance in this, like when I think back on it, it's like his, he's not really doing a lot of like emoting. It seems like this is kind of like very similar to how his, his later performances are where he's just kind of there. Yes. Um, but it kind of worked to me. It kind of works. Cause he's like, just this, I don't know, just this guy. He's like, ah, I'm just, I'm retired. I don't want to drive my cab. I'm always getting in trouble. Like it is, I don't know. It kind of works for me. The, especially with everybody else's like manic energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would agree that Bruce Willis is kind of man in this, but like that's okay. You know, I don't need Bruce to be, you know, Bruce and everything sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, like you just said, it's nice for him to come along the ride. I mean, Chris and Mila are doing a lot, uh, Debo in this is doing a lot. Uh, Gary Oldman in this is doing a lot. So, yeah, mm -hmm. someone's just got to be like, hello, I'm a person. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of, I guess it grounds the movie a little bit. Because, like, I, I imagine if, like, he had, if they had cast somebody else or if he had played it with, like, the same, like, kind of energy, I, I feel like it would have been almost too much. Mm. I can see that. Um, I'm trying to think though. There is like a few things that they, that are kind of, I guess, pacing wise are kind of weird. I know like towards the end, it like, like after you have like the big action piece and the, you know they blow up the the space uh, the space cruise liner, um, which is an insane sentence to say, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it kind of like it feels kind of weird. Like the movie just slows way down and then tries to like it doesn't really regain that energy like towards like the climax, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, it does I'll, I'll get. Like it it kind of like oh, cli climaxed a little early. <laughs> it's just like, uh... <laughs> yeah, like thinking back on it, like it it does do that. It's like, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's something. Why part of the reason you didn't like it? <laughs> it doesn't really end on like a huge bang. It just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta put the stones together now. It that didn't bother me too much because it at least still resolved the storyline. So there was that. 
but it just did feel a little weird that like there was that big action set piece and then it's just kind of like not even for like the last like five minutes but like there's a good solid like what 20 30 minutes left in this movie where it's just like yeah we're, we're slowing the pace down a little bit so um yeah i kept thinking billy zane's in this movie I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman at times was kind of reminded me a bit of Billy Zane. But that might not be Gary Oldman. <laughs> I don't really remember Billy Zane besides the Phantom. I know he's in Titanic, but I don't really remember his performance. My heart will go on. Uh, cool. Well, what are we going to rate this? Why don't you two go first? Because vertical positive then negative first <laughs> um, I'll go seven. Oh, that makes me a little sad that was I'm going to go I was expecting you to say actually yeah I, I'm going to go with a nine that's, that's oh. pretty high uh, I'll give it a six out of ten like I said it's above average for me it's not bad it's just I don't know I, I failed to see why this is a cult classic, personally, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's watchable, it's just, yeah, it's, mm. there was nothing really about it that was, like, super phenomenal for me. Gotcha. There's not enough Jason Voorhees, that's the problem. No, if it was Jason <laughs> X meets the fifth element, then you get my attention. Ah, uh, there it is. That's the secret. <laughs> That was that should have been the post credit scene. They just find Jason in space and then boom, sets up Jason X. Okay. Well, you know what? There's been a lot of Paddington 2 talk this week with Unbearable Weight of Messy Town. So that's going to be our movie club next week. Paddington oh 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> gonna... Do I need to watch Paddington 1 to understand Paddington 2? No. You bas- oh. The only thing that's the real takeaway from Paddington 1 is that he lives with a family. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the only real takeaway. You don't need to watch Paddington One to watch Paddington Two, in my opinion. It, he's a bear that lives with a family. You, I've just told you everything that happens in Paddington One. But, yeah. Uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.